Hey everybody, this is Willis. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I have to make one little note to kick us off. Uh, we talk in this episode about Christopher Nolan shopping around his new Oppenheimer film to various other studios, leaving Warner Brothers. And since we recorded, it has been confirmed that he is in fact going to Universal. Uh, leaving Warner Brothers, who have distributed all of his films, save for Insomnia, uh, The Prestige, and kind of Interstellar, which was like a joint thing. Um, so big news, he's leaving Warner Brothers, he's going to Universal, uh, but we did not know that when we recorded, so forgive us our naivete. Uh, and with that, let's kick it into the episode. What's up, dear listeners? Welcome to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your favorite conversation podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Willis. And I am the other one of your hosts, and my name is Josh. And yeah, Pixel Splitters, uh, we're a a TV and movie news kind of podcast and uh, really kind of anything we want to talk about. Uh, Yeah, it's it's more of a conversation, you know, discussion. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We like to keep up with what's going on and yeah. we like to talk about it. So Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we got some good stuff coming at you today. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, Christopher Nolan is shopping around his new project. He is not so much with the happiness with W. Not so much with the happiness. The hell does that mean? I like it. Let's um, keep rolling. <laughs> not so much with the happiness uh, when it comes to WB and their handling of Tenant uh, back during the pandemic, which... Yeah. yeah, not a lot of happiness with a lot of things that happened back then, but yeah, yeah. so we're going to see where that new one ends up. Uh, in that same kind of vein, uh, Disney has officially come out and stated that the rest of their movies for the year will come out solely in theaters. No more simultaneous releases, no more premiere access. And that's an interesting move considering bold. Yeah, yeah considering what we've talked about uh, regarding that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to kind of do something that's a little bit different here. And we're going to, there's been a lot of trailers that have come out in the past like week yeah, uh, <laughs> of some fairly large properties, some fairly large, uh, would be large projects from, from streamers and very possibly, uh, some Oscar worthy kind of things coming out here. Absolutely. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kick through that and just have a good old fashioned, trailer reaction uh segment so yeah join us please yeah yes so here we go let's uh let's start all right josh so christopher nolan tenant well not tenant but his new movie not gonna be from warner brothers not wb which is no. interesting because i believe pretty much every single one that he's done up to this point has been More with Warner less. Brothers. Yeah. The only thing I can, I don't know, like Insomniac, maybe not, but. Sure, sure. All of yeah, the Dark like, Knight trilogy. Yeah. Everything since the Dark Knight trilogy. Yep. Inception, um, Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, back when it was odd because Tenet released in, I believe, October of 2020, which as many people know, was pretty much right in the middle of the pandemic. Like not in the, oh, we're, we're coming out of it type of phase. Was it's it like that it was late in the year. Sorry, yeah, it was, no, no, no. It was late enough in the year where th- some theaters were starting to open back up, which is why they huh. did it. I remember because I saw it in was, theaters and there was not a soul in there but myself. It was originally supposed to be July, though, right? And then that was yeah. prime time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Sorry. they pushed it and then they, yeah, no, it's totally fine. Yeah, they pushed it uh, and then it came out in October. Didn't do amazing, although it did almost gross like $400 million, which is not nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not as good as a Nolan film might have done, like that film specifically might have done. Um, but we also know that Nolan was very, very unhappy with the simultaneous streaming stuff. I think he was one of the only directors to really make a public statement about it and saying mm-hmm. like, this is going to kind of kill movies is like yeah streaming or streamers in general rather whether or not they were you know simultaneous released or not um and so now kind of quickly after tenet i mean i don't know nolan's like a one film every couple years type of guy right i feel like yeah he well the projects he does tend to be so gigantic that 
Yeah. yeah he's not uh, he's not churning. He's no Soderbergh with that kind of like, yeah, you know, 40 here's movies. three movies every yeah. two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and half of them are going to be Oscar worthy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, so where do you land on him bailing on WB, especially considering now that WB has said that their 2022 and foreseeably beyond slates will all be theatrical releases first? I think that he is throwing a bit of a tantrum, and I think a lot of directors have been doing that recently. I I think so, just because it's like, come on, man. We're all in this together. There's not one, and I get a lot of the big uh, distributors and the big production companies, they are trying to save coin at this point, but you kind of got to deal with stuff. Things are changing. The world is changing. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Do I think that Warner Brothers was the best spot for him? Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. But I do think that for him, he's known to be prone to like some of these tantrum type things where he's like, you know, no, it's my way or the highway. Um, I don't don't really know. I mean, is there another production company studio you could see like picking up a nolan film that's <laughs> like, kind of the other question i'm like so like who else is out there that's gonna gonna nab this because it's not gonna be a streaming company definitely uh, not and is there christ is it gonna be sony like that's, that's kind of it that, right <laughs> well because i mean it could be like all signs would say like it's gonna be disney because disney's just gonna throw money at it or something like that but i don't think he would do that I don't think he. I don't think that's a good fit. I mean, not no. that there's anything particularly like violent or un-Disney about his. Well, Dunkirk, I guess, but uh, but even that was pretty. Even it was, one, it was yeah. no Saving Private Ryan. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no arms blown off. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just like I don't see him as a as a Disney filmmaker. I mean, I'm sure that every studio is bidding for this. Movie. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Um, I mean, and the question Nolan becomes, just prints money. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, the question becomes, though, is he like I, it becomes what is he looking for in this release? Is he looking for solely a theatrical release? Mm-hmm. And anyone who does that, he's going to be like, yeah, totally. Or right. is he looking for something that's going to be like a good, solid working relationship, potential for more space in the future? Is he going to go back to WB and like, Two movies and be like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Well, it's hard because I think he kind of created this relationship with them where Nolan's mm-hmm. one of those guys where, you know, he kind of, he, he, you don't say no to him, really. You, like, he, yeah. he does the movies he wants to make. It's very clear. Yeah. Um, like, there's no he's sort of studio. In, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, But I think for him to be shopping around a film when he's built this relationship over the past 20 years with Warner Brothers or even further, I don't know when Memento came out, but, um, sure. you know, is it going to be the same type of, th- or, or, you know, the next the next big house to pick it up? Are they just going to say, do it, go go for it, let the rain, let the rains go and let Nolan do his thing? Or is it going to be another one of those, okay, let's, let's figure out what this guy wants to do? Because we've seen big studios just dump huge directors before. It's mm-hmm. not like, it doesn't happen and nolan is definitely picky when it comes to his movies his scripts he wants it you know he, he has final say very clearly yeah um, oh yeah and they're not easy very to make clearly. yeah very clearly and they're not easy films to they're not easy undertakings his movies so yeah i don't know i mean sony doesn't seem like that's the way that they operate yeah yeah <laughs> like at all Espe- well yeah although i, I mean I don't know. It's so like with that kind of requisite, like I don't, I can't really think of anybody that's going to hit that point. I no, mean, I'm not sure just going to dump it onto a streamer. Like, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I'm sure anyone, like the big question is if he, he'll become a stickler for the 45 versus 90 day window. Yeah. Um, the other potential thing that's going on here is he's just making noise so that Warner brothers will, do like cave and do what he wants. There might be some kind of sticking point in distributing his new film. And he's just gonna be like, well, I'll go somewhere else. Mm. And they're going to be like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 no, no, no. Wait, our best client is leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have all I the mean, fun you hey, want they, with the DCU. Uh, true. Warner Brothers, but, but well, I was going to say that they, they let Snyder do the justice league. So, yeah. I mean, they're kind of, 
they're all about letting the directors do what they want to do type of deal when it comes to stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't I don't see another good fit for Nolan, especially right now. Like, there's no studios right now that I would say, oh, yeah, they could, you know, get behind something of his caliber. Yeah. The types of films he makes, they're blockbusters, but they're like highbrow to, a, to an extent blockbusters that I don't think have a real... It's hard to place those now. It's like, yeah, it's like a weird there. I, I would I, like it's you're totally right. But like, I don't know, like blockbuster seems like a wor- weird word to me. Right. Because like you look at like Dunkirk or like Tenet or Inception and it's like these are huge stylistically blockbuster esque yeah. movies, but their subject matter and their storylines is very much not. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm tempted to think that it's just going to end up at Warner Brothers because like. Well, that's an interesting question. Are any of his movies on any streaming platform? I want to uh, say Inception's on Netflix right now. Inception's on Netflix. The Batman trilogy's always floating somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's, I feel like, a different story. Other than that, like, occasionally you'll see, yeah, like The Prestige or something show up yeah. on one of them for a couple months and then leave. But no, they're not living anywhere from, from what I can tell. I wonder if it's one of those things that, like, if it gets like a full theatrical run and then gets its DVD sales or it's streaming, you know, on Amazon or whatnot sales, if then he's like, all right, fine, then whatever, I don't care. As long as it gets its proper like theatrical run. It's very possible. I mean, it's weird because Christopher Nolan is not the greatest director in the world, but he is one of those guys who shoots direct specifically for the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. you listen to some of his... uh you just the sound in some of his films is so yeah. fucking loud that it almost doesn't make sense unless you're in a theater. Like if you watch an Interstellar, mm-hmm. there are just parts of that film exactly where you're like about. trying to turn it down, but you also can't hear what they're saying because the score is just like overpowering stuff. Yeah, and that happened in Tenet. That's happened in obviously Bane is very like from the, uh, yep. the Dark Knight Rises. So. I don't know. I think that he wants his shit to be seen on a big screen with a big, yeah. booming, thunderous sound system. And I don't think he cares too much about how it gets there necessarily. But I, I don't know, man. Warner Brothers will put it in theaters. They will. Like, yeah. they'll put it in theaters. So I yeah. don't. <laughs> and it's like, in this day and age, it's naive to think that your films aren't going to end up on a streaming platform. Like yeah. streaming rights has to be part of the conversation of your contract for this film now. Like yeah. you don't get to be like, no, I don't want to deal with streaming rights. It's like, okay, but then like this is part of the reality now. It just needs to be dealt with. You like so part of me feels like he's just being a stickler on that and they're just kind of like, What do you want us to do? Everything is streaming now. Like right. okay, cool, we'll do a full theatrical release, but then it has and I'm completely making this up. I have no idea if this is actually a sticking point or anything like that, but right, like, right, it's right. <laughs> a feasible kind of argument that they might be having i guess totally yeah yeah so no 100 percent. i would i would not be surprised at all if we come back in a few months and nolan is like yeah no you know whatever we didn't even talk about what the movie was about it's about like the creation of the atomic bomb i think something yeah. like that yeah um, it's oppenheimer yeah right? i think so which is very interesting for him it's not it's not his typical mo really um, I'm yeah. sure he'll throw some weird chronology things in there, but um, yeah, they'll, he'll explode an atom bomb at the end, and it'll screw up time and exactly, uh, exactly blow Oppenheimer back to yeah the past. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 down for this now. Let's go. There's a Hollywood hook for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oppenheimer yeah. gets blown to the past and has to uninvent the atomic bomb. He has to kill himself to yeah. so that he doesn't. He has to stop himself from. <laughs> Chernobyl meets Back to the Future. I'm actually super down for that now. He, that that's the exact me. movie he would make, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I so, think that he's being a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of everything ends up on a streaming platform these days. Nice. Disney has come out and said that for the rest of the year, they say in, you know, mid-September... For the rest of the year, all of our films are theatrical-only releases. Or initial theatrical. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, Josh? 
I think that is a really, really not a great move right now just because, and strictly speaking, because of COVID. Like, we're not out of it at all, like, not even close. And for them to be doubling down and saying, hey, yeah, we're just going to make you have to go to the theater now to see it, it's just not a good look. And it also doesn't seem very financially responsible, especially with the winter coming through. Less people are going to go when it's fucking snowing out, too. So it's like you're just kicking yourself in the the face at this point. Um, Well, and it's it's an interesting move because... We talked, I think, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, about Shang Chi, mm-hmm. and how it did something like seventy million dollars its opening weekend. Yep, which was on par, almost matching Black Widow. Yep, uh, but Black Widow also reportedly did another like sixty million dollars in premiere access. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get like I get the the doubling down on theaters let's get back to normal kind of thing. It is all 45 day windows, no 90 day windows on it, which I like, I don't think anything's going to do numbers past 45 days anymore. Anyway, past um, three weeks, nothing's doing numbers. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 45 days is six weeks. That's like, yeah, that's absurd. Not, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> um, isn't that like, can you think of movies that ran for 12 weeks? Like, like in the past. Well, no, even just like back in like, you know, 2016 oh. in, the, in the promised age of pre-COVID and all that like like Endgame probably did but like it's one of those I'm like does it, are we counting like when you go to see a new movie and like that you know that new Fast and Furious movie is still kicking around it has one 10 o'clock show and yeah. like nobody goes <laughs> to it like does that still I guess that's still a qualifier but I think it does, but but that's the point where they're gonna the next week it won't be there anymore. Like there's yeah. no chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's uh, weird because like we we saw so Shang Chi was this was the second weekend for Shang Chi we just ended and mm-hmm. I think it did another forty five to fifty million or something like yeah. that, um, which is a good sign. Yeah. And I will say I don't know about so for the Black Widow thing was that total like that's what it made sixty million or was that just the first like weekend that on was- streaming. I, well, that was, I believe, the first weekend. Okay. So, so we don't know like what about it like a hundred and thirty million dollar opening weekend. Um, yeah. Math. Hundred twenty. Hundred forty. Yeah. No. Hundred forty. Yeah. 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 Hundred and thirty. No, I was right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Seventy. Million yeah, yeah. Plus you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Seven math podcast, guys. Math like podcast. You said last week. Episode two. <laughs> so with the same exact math. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be curious to see what the full num what that, what black widows gross is overall. Yes. Whether or not we ever see that, that, uh, that number. Um, but let's, true, let's true. come back to Disney here. Cause this is like, so it's, uh, Spider-Man and Eternals in theaters. That's, mm-hmm. you know, but there's Guaranteed. other ones here that are less huge IP properties. Cause like, you know, Spider-Man was going to do massive numbers no matter what. Yeah, but we're also getting movies like The Last Duel, mm-hmm. uh, which is that um, Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, oh, yeah. um, Matt Damon, <laughs> ben, ben Affleck, Affleck Ridley Scott <laughs> movie that exists. Um, that's not House of Gucci. <laughs> that's not House of Gucci. Um, what the hell is he doing? That guy does not stop. Ridley Scott, how old is Ridley Scott now? He's in his 70s, isn't he? He's got to be. I saw a picture of him. I'm like, he's definitely in his 70s. <laughs> Eight, he's 83. And he's still cranking out two major films a year. <laughs> I don't know how these guys, him and Clint Eastwood, I don't know how they do it. Unbelievable. Like Clint Eastwood's going to be doing these things when he's like 100. Um, oh, yeah. He's almost there. <laughs> he's 91. It's like, And he, and he just has a directed new movie, a movie coming out like right now, yeah, that he's directed and starring in. That makes me Holy tired. Holy shit. That really makes me tired. Wow. Um, so, hey, yeah, to come back. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, to come back about four steps. Um, so they're doing The Last Duel, which is October 15th. They're mm-hmm. doing Wrong. Ron's Gone Wrong, which I believe is an animated film. I've never heard of it. Um, which, know. yeah. The, I don't know. Who the uh, hell knows? And then The King's Man, which is technically a franchise that's like a prequel to The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And then West Side Story. Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg. So like the the list that I'm looking at here, I'm like, there's marketability for all of these. Sure. You know what I mean? West Side Story, Steven Spielberg, musical, like huge. Like, Slam dunk, yeah. Yeah. 
well, we'll see. I don't know. I seem well, to recall uh, we had this podcast and I was like, I don't really want a new West Side. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but franchise, you know, big name actors, big name directors. Yeah, I could see it. Um, yeah. That's very, very strange. Because like I, I get the idea, but I'm also like, if you're looking at it from a financial standpoint, I don't get it. Like I get it from let's do this for fans. Let's do this for making movie theaters survive. But if you're looking at it from like a bottom line, there's more money to be made. There is. It's, it's, it's too early to say for a lot of these things, because I think they're saying they saw like, Oh, black widow did well in theaters. I think jungle cruise did okay in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously Shang-Chi did well in theaters. I think they're looking at it and going, whoa, this works. Let me, and, let me propose this. Yeah, yeah. Do you think this is in response to Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit? Ooh, I didn't really consider that. I mean, it's very possible. Like, do you think, I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, six movies. Um, I guess Spider-Man is like in the middle there because it's a Sony collaborative thing. Sure, uh, sure. But do you think this is like a, almost a PR move of like, we got a lot of flack off of this streaming stuff. Let's let us appear like we're super pro. I don't know. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, how many of these would I be like, I'm going to pay $30 to stream it on Disney plus. Sure. Totally. You know, probably like maybe the last duel. Really? Yes. That's the one that I was like, that not a chance in hell I'm paying thirty dollars. Well. So that's week. the only one where I'm like, I'm I wouldn't. I mean, the Kingsman, sure, I guess maybe, probably not thirty bucks. Don't I don't think so. Yeah, but the Kingsman also, I'm like, yeah, I'm I I don't know that I'm even gonna see that in theaters. That'll just be one that I'm like, catch. I'll it be home later. one day. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I yeah, honestly, none of them. But what what I'll say is, there's a better chance right now of people of flipping through just fucking don't make it $30 then make it $20 and that will yeah. entice people more there's more of a chance right now and i know even for myself there's more of a chance right now of me just flipping through and seeing something and watching it at home versus going to the theater cuz it's still not a theater experience you still yeah. have to go in you still have to be distanced you still have to wear your mask most of the time you know there's there's it's still not a full theater experience so I think if this is in response to Scarlett Johansson and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. this is the wrong response. The response should have been, yes, we'll renegotiate your contracts, not no, we're just going to yeah. pull everything from streaming. It should have been, yeah, we'll be more agreeable to what well, I'm you not, want. Well, I, I, I'm not saying that this is their answer to ScarJo's uh, lawsuit, but this might be partially like a winning back goodwill kind of try. Oh, 100%, which... I don't think that's the right approach if that's the yeah. what they're doing because it just seems like, like talk about being callous. Oh, we're not going to do streaming movies anymore. Now you have to go to the theater. It's like that's called being callous in a pandemic. <laughs> like, are you kidding well, me? <laughs> and the other thing that kind of stands out as odd to me is they're saying the remainder of our 2021 schedule, whereas HBO and Warner Brothers have said, yeah, all of our movies in 2022, we're not doing any simultaneous. It's going to have a theatrical release. Yeah. So what happens on January 1st with this? Only Are they just like, streaming. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, like the, and that's kind of why I'm like, is it kind of a PR move? Because like, here's five, six movies that we didn't really expect to make that much on with a premiere pass anyway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as soon as we get to, you know, 2022, we'll, we'll try it. We'll look at it again. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. It's a very odd move. It it feels calculated, but I don't know what they're calculating. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, I mean, since they've only literally listed out these five films. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're right. This could just be a trial run. Let, let's see how much people really give a fuck about these movies and if they go to see the theaters. If not, yeah. eh, you know, they'll make their money back probably. And if not, no we'll big see. deal. Yeah. Um, it's Disney, so they're not like fucked for money or anything like that. <clears throat> Um, so it could very well be just a trial run on some of these films, which kind of sucks, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of these films are going to be really good and they don't deserve to be just like an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Disney's the one with the power. Again, they're not the ones that are struggling during this. They're the only ones that are like, oh, no, we, we're kind of okay. We're kind of just going to test yeah. the waters, see what happens. You know, we've got 30 movies releasing this year. We'll see what happens. And, um, you know, multiple theme parks and several yeah. television cha- channels and yep, massive branding. Yeah, anyway. Merchandising. It's, it's they're, they're not doing house. poorly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like this will be one. Like let's check back in on January like second or third. Yeah. Be like so, what's going on with? I can't think of another. I can't think of a 2022 Disney movie, which I suppose oh, I is know. fine. I can't really think of any 2022 movies right now. Sort of probably No Time to Die. Yeah. I know. Uh, Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which Top was Gun. originally yeah. like a 2019 movie. Um, or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's we'll see. It we feel, will like like I said earlier, like it feels very calculated. I just don't know what they're what they're swinging at, and Not I don't either. know if it's like a brilliant tactical move or like a stupid move that it's going to blow up in their face. Could be both. It could be both. They've really done both this year. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Disney is. It's weird because I. I've liked the the HBO releases more. Yeah. Like from them, like they're simultaneous. Like Disney's have been fine. Like they're the standard what you'd think they'd be, like Jungle Cruise, Black yeah. uh, Black Widow. But I think that I don't know. Their slate isn't as str- like strong enough to really be. <laughs> well, and I also think there's things that are like Disney is strange because they have such massive IPs that Shang Chi and Eternals and Spider Man and all this different stuff kind of overshadows anything. Like if you had asked me before I read this article, like I wouldn't have said, Oh yeah, the last duel is a Disney movie. I did not know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of those like, Oh, okay. So like, and like I said, I can't really name anything from 2022. So I, it's hard to say. Cause like, I feel like they dump, I feel like in the past, like two years, like five Pixar movies have come out that I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Because I feel like I go on there and they're like, out now. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What is this? True. So I, I feel like their big IPs get a lot of attention, but their smaller films, I feel like they're kind of just dumping on there and being like, there you go. Yeah. Which you know? kind of blows. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we all love Marvel guys, but. You know, it's also, also an interesting love- thing. I think of Disney Plus and like I'll just touch on this for a minute and we can move on. But I think of Disney Plus and I'm like they have their like top five categories. They have their Star Wars, their Pixar, their Marvel, their uh, I think Nat Geo, you know, yep. at the top. And then I'm like, but there are so many Disney movies that don't fall into those five categories. Are they up there? I haven't like delved into the back catalog of Disney Plus. I did like the first. I mean, yes, those are there. Yeah. Like they're pretty much their entire vault is there, but. You would never see it. Yeah. Like, they're, they're never the things that are like, oh, we just added it, and it's definitely not falling into one of those five categories. I mean, those well, are the and, ones... Yeah, yeah. Sorry I was just going to say, those are the ones that bring people there, like, f- yeah. these days. <laughs> I think of, like, the Mighty Ducks is on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know how I get there. I don't know why I know the Mighty... No, I know exactly why I know the Mighty Ducks is on I was there, because say- the Mighty Ducks is awesome. <laughs> it's Although awesome. I haven't watched... <laughs> Apparently, there's a Mighty Ducks TV show that I oh, haven't watched. Okay. Um, um but yeah it's like yeah it's anything that doesn't fit in the disney brand that's in their back catalog i feel like it's just like not around yeah definitely they're they're trying to because like they owned miramax yeah you know so like pulp fiction yeah technically a disney movie yeah if if not on disney plus shows up on disney plus (laughs) i'll lose my goddamn mind (laughs) so i don't know interesting um Definitely interesting. Yeah. We'll see what they do next year to bring it yeah, back. Exactly. Um, um, well, speaking of things that, what were you going to say? No, go for it. You, you, I was just going to say, speaking had such confidence. Speaking of things that may come out next year, that's all I had. Oh, okay. I <laughs> was going to go have? the opposite. I was going to go like, speaking of things that are only happening before the year ends. Oh. Um. Yeah. Either way works. Yeah, we have cool. no clue. <laughs> Officially transitioned. Um, yes. Trailers, guys. All right. Yeah. It's been a big week for trailers. So I feel like this will be a little bit different than what we usually do on this podcast. But like, yeah, 
we got four here mm-hmm. that we want to talk about. Yes. And one just came out today. So like, well, I guess three days ago from when this podcast is coming out. But it came out on Monday, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or no, Tuesday. No, no Monday. Monday. What the fuck day is it? It's day- Monday. Monday. We oh record on Mondays, Josh. Oh my god, I'm losing it right now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Get it together, man. Yeah. Um. All right. Why don't you pick which one you want to talk about first? We'll do it that way. Okay. Um. Okay. Actually, let's start with the most confusing trailer for me, and that's the new film by Adam McKay, and that's Don't Look Up. Yes. This filmed is one filmed in Boston, stars Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill's in there. Um, I'm sure Meryl a Street. whole bunch of Mel, Meryl Streep, I'm sure a whole bunch of other people. And uh, Tyler Perry, I think, is the other one in there. Really? I don't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Um, but yeah, so Adam McKay, you may or may not know him. He's done films like Anchorman and Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. He's also done stuff like The Big Short and Vice. Yes. So. He's kind of all over the damn board, but all the stuff that he does turns out pretty well, in my opinion. I think he's a good director, and he has a good head on his shoulders, and he works with really good people. So, um, This trailer, by my estimation, is not what I thought it was going to be like at all. It is a little bit more comedy-leaning, mm-hmm. and especially the the pacing and the editing of the trailer, it was very much like a like a Step Brothers yeah. trailer kind of thing mm-hmm. mixed with the big short. Yeah. And I don't know about this one anymore. I, I, I'm i sure it's going to be something to behold, but some of the performances and some of the, like Jonah Hill's character, even Meryl Streep's character, I don't know. I don't understand the tone really. I, I thought yeah. it was going to be like what he was doing before because I think it's about the climate crisis, right? Yeah. Um, well, and you look at things like, vice or the big short like the big short is about the crap the economic crash in 2008 Mm -hmm. uh and the housing bubble and all that kind of stuff so like serious and you get that same kind of vibe off like the tagline for this and like what it thought it was going to be and then the trailer is seems to be not that seems like a spoof almost i think the thing that's screwing with me i so i land in the same kind of vibe as you of like I don't get what the tone of this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I think the reason I don't get it is because of the two leads is because it's yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence who are amazing, but I don't think of for their comedic timing. No, I'm sure they're capable, but like, and it's it like, it's one of those kind of things that Adam McKay pulls massive talent at this point. Mm-hmm. But I don't see those two leads matching up with like what the re- tone of the rest of the movie is. Right. Like I, I just think of like trying to picture Leonardo DiCaprio playing off of Jonah Hill, like you know they, which they did in The Wolf of Wall Street. But like his, like his was still a very serious kind of tone in that. Totally. And Jennifer Lawrence, like I love Jennifer Lawrence, but like I can't think of a movie of a comedy that she's been in. I mean, people consider Silver Linings Playbook kind of a comedy, but it's also kind not of, really. But that's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like Step Brothers kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know, um, neither of these guys are John C. Riley. I think is what we're getting at. Exactly. Um, but and maybe they should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm very weirded out by it too. Yeah, it feels like Leo is going full force in it, and everyone else is kind of around him just having fun yeah which is weird and like you look at wait let me because leo's like a big climate activist so i'm like yeah <laughs> seems like oh yeah and timothy chalamet's in this too oh and kate yeah. Pl- look at it okay i'm gonna read this so we got okay Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> timothy chalamet jennifer lawrence jonah hill you know oscar ward winning jonah hill uh, yeah yeah kate blanchett gina gershon meryl streep ron perlman Matthew Perry, apparently. Matthew Perry. Ariana Grande. Oh, I did see her name on the the title, on the credits. Michael Chiklis, Tyler Perry. Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. (laughs) What the fuck? His IMDb photo is crazy. Um, Is it? (laughs) So, like, this is, like, a massive cast. This is, like. Stacked. I would say, arguably, like, Dune-level cast. 
Yeah, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, this is like a huge ensemble. Like this is. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get what we're going for here. I don't either. And I mean, it was just a teaser, I guess. But yeah. I mean, I don't give. A f- it's on Netflix, right? So I'm gonna watch it regardless. Yeah, it's a Netflix. It's- so, other interesting side to this: Netflix movie released in theaters, which is clearly a bid for an Oscar nomination. Totally. Like, there's no real other reason. This has been like one of their things since like the very. You remember in like January or February, Netflix out put out a video that was like, "Look at all the content that we're releasing in 2021." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was like the one that they were like, we have one shot done from this movie. And it's yeah, like yeah. the two of them and the, like the airplane hangar that's like opening yep. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and everyone got all hyped about it because it's like, oh my God, like, you know. Um, Just show me a still of Leo DiCaprio in a movie and I'm like, let's fucking go, man. Here you go. Yeah. Um, Pre-sale. So I don't go. know. It, like, do you think Leo's in this because it's a climate change movie? <sighs> That's kind of what my feeling was, but I also, I'm like, I think that he, Leo doesn't choose bad movies, like, he just yeah. doesn't, um, he's one of those guys, and I think that no matter what, I mean, he read the script, he knows what this is going to be, and I think that, I think that personally, we have this wrong, that's what I think is going on, I think that we yeah. are misunderstanding the tone, and I think that it's gonna be, it's gonna be like the big short, but less serious, not necessarily a comedy, but definitely not, you know, yeah. something that's a hundred percent of like like um spotlight or something like that. It's not gonna. It's gonna be more of a yeah. quirky type of thing. And I also, I mean, this is a full fictional piece, yeah. right? It's not mm-hmm. like he, yeah. To my knowledge, yeah. I, I don't know, guys. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking so much shade here. Maybe he's gonna be fucking hilarious in it. Because like, what I hope so. Can't Leonardo DiCaprio do? Exactly. He wins an Oscar for this, like, and he's. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he has this, and the Revenant are his two Oscars. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see way more. I, I can't wait, honestly. <laughs> it's so. Int- I'm scrolling back through IMD- IMDb of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's like, oh, it's absurd. So many intense dramas. Like every single one. So many, yeah. <laughs> Like some of them are misses, but he's always good. Like Blood Diamond is okay. He's still well. It's like good I'm just that. rolling back here. It's like The Wolf of Wall Street, The Great Gatsby, Django mm-hmm. Unchained, J. Edgar, Inception, Shutter Island, Revolutionary Road, Blood Diamond, The Departed, Aviator. Like massive films. Um, yeah. Like Oscar okay. contender, Oscar contender, Oscar contender. <laughs> so let's one. do this with the trailers. Uh, <laughs> we did this a couple times. Theaters, home streaming, or pass. Uh, oh, this will be a theater for me. Yeah. If yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think this will be a theater for me too. Although, if it if I like open Netflix and it's there, I could be convinced <sighs> to hit play. That's the issue. If I'm laying in bed, it, yeah, I'm just it doesn't not seem not watch very it. <laughs> like th- like theater doesn't necessarily seem like a requirement for this one. No, I don't think so. But um, all right, let's move on. Let's go. What I'm I'm gonna pick one next. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's save the big two for a lot. Let's, uh, talk the other Netflix movie that we've got going here. Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Starring The Rock. Starring Ryan Reynolds and starring Gal Gadot. Yes. As cops and spy, or cops and robbers and. Agents of some kind. Agents of, yeah. I don't really know. I have no idea. Um. I've seen the trailer, I think, three times now. I have no idea. I don't know who's the bad guy or who's the good guy still. Yeah, <laughs> it's and it seems to be just the three of them playing themselves. A hundred percent. Down to the fact, like, The Rock's wearing a turtleneck in it. That's If that's not self-parody, like... Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, which I want to say will get old at some point, but I don't know that it will. He's just so charming. Yeah. <laughs> And he's actually really, really funny. His timing is like unbelievable. It's perfect. And like him with The Rock, because like The Rock has great comedic timing, you know, as well as mm-hmm. we've seen. And Gal Gadot in that, I don't, I don't. Do you think this is a comedy? I think it's or you think going it's gonna to be, be like an action. I think it's going to be like The Hitman's Bodyguard. Is I think it's going to be that comedy action yeah. thing. I think it's going to be 
build as an action film, but it's going to be really, really funny. I mean, if it's Ryan Reynolds, yeah, it's going to be really, really funny. Like Free Guy was an action movie, but it was really fucking funny. Like there yeah. was no, it was basically a comedic action film. So I think it'll be an action movie with a lot of most, like every line's going to be like comedy pretty much. <laughs> it's an odd thing with Gal Gadot in this because I'm like, she kind of just reads as Wonder Woman to me, but like, mm-hmm. but not, I don't know. It's a weird I feel like this is a role we haven't really seen her in, and given I haven't seen everything that Gal Gadot's been in, but like it just feels like her just kind of playing herself, like I said. Yeah. And like they could have if it was if we're going for comedy, which clearly with The Rock and Reynolds you are. Yeah. I don't know, maybe get like someone like Tiffany Haddish in there or like yeah. someone who, who could play off of these people. My more. mind went to Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig would might be great. Just be a Wonder Woman eighty four connection, but uh, sure, but anyone who has that yeah. kind of who can riff off of these guys a little more, and I, I yeah. again, I don't know, maybe Gal can do that. I have no idea. Yeah. I think she's fine at acting. I don't think she's incredible. I also mm-hmm. don't think she's been given a huge challenge when it comes to that stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. But I thought that was an odd choice too. I don't know. Maybe uh, like she's famous. Maybe that's. I mean, it is why. like three massively bankable stars. Yeah, like the three biggest that, might be that like are right now. Just <laughs> like get the three biggest stars we can and we'll figure out the rest. Yeah. Um, we'll write a movie for him later. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by um, uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber. Uh, so uh, We Are the Millers, Central oh. Intelligence, um, oh. Skyscraper with The Rock. Oh. Um, oh, and Dodgeball. No kidding. Oh, shit. What? So very interesting. So now I get where this guy, where this movie is coming from. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, okay, so the rocks in it. Cause the, he, the rocks in all of his movies, except dodgeball. Yep. Except dodgeball. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know if that gives me confidence or shakes me a little bit. Honestly, I think that this is going to be funny. <laughs> yeah. But it, I like it. He doesn't seem like a necessary, like a, a breakout director he seems like a these are totally fine comedies director. yeah and i think that's um, kind of what this is going to be like there was no part of this trailer where i was like whoa they're yeah. doing that shit like even in fast and furious there's always a point where i'm like whoa they yeah that's crazy this i'm like i've seen it all yep like there's yep. not really much that they're bringing to the table with yep this um simultaneous fighting oh mm-hmm. there he's the bad guy but there he's trying to be a good guy yeah yep so we'll see It'll be a nice like, oh, that's that's out finally. Flip it yeah. on. We'll see. Like the six underground type of thing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> theaters, uh, theaters streaming or pass? Uh, streaming for sure. Definitely yeah, not streaming. going to the theater for this one. Um. This will be one. This is this, I feel like I, sh- I say this way too often. I should like not. But this will be one that I'll be like a few beers in and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to watch Red Notice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like I'm going to get halfway through and be like, be the furious. fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> Just uh, one of those yes. movies. Yeah. So it goes. Um, all right. Which one do you want to do next, Josh? Let's do let's do let's do the Matrix. Okay. This is the big one. This is a huge one. Yeah. Um so I don't even know where to begin with this one. This has been in the works for a while now. How many I know how that. many times did you watch it it like consecutively when it first came out? The movie, the trailer. Oh, only twice because I was literally at work, but I watched the teaser thing like three (laughs) times just to watch those like snippets. And then I watched it again like three or four more times when I got home. It's very different. Yeah. Like in terms of everything, like in terms, well, not in terms of everything, but the cinematography is very different. Mm -hmm. The tone feels familiar, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everything else is just flat out the Matrix, which is awesome. Yeah. It's a very dense trailer. There's Super a dense. lot to like you there. I feel like there's so many frames that you could pause and be like, okay, this has something like, I recognize this as references from other things. Like there's so mm-hmm. much like in there, I think, but not a lot of story, which I think is cool. Cause I think that's what the matrix really needs. It's like, yeah. Remember this world. Yeah. Which I was saying to you before this podcast, uh, before we started recording. No, I, I really don't. Like, I remember The Matrix, the first one, 
yeah. word for word. I could, you know, you could play that and I just like be able to see what's going on. I must have seen that a thousand times. Yeah. The other cool. two, I'm like, Pfft. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen this. I, I've seen Reloaded a couple times, a few times. Same. And what's the th- Revolutions? Is that the third one? I honestly don't know. The Matrix. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Revolutions. Yeah. Yeah, Revolutions. I don't remember that movie at all. I there's so little. I remember there's like a big thing with Agent Smith, but like how that ended and like how much this ties into where that ended, I have no idea. And I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Like my curiosity is peaked enough to be like, all right, I'm gonna like push through these. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's bizarre. I don't remember how this I will say, so the trailer with that, like, I am super here for this movie. Yes, same. There's so many little things I was just like, oh. mm-hmm. like, just brought you back kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I will say the only thing that really bugged me is what Keanu Reeves looks like. What, John Wick? <laughs> yeah, John Wick and his character from Cyberpunk and... uh he just is Keanu Reeves, like. <laughs> yeah, but well, and it's it's like one of those. It's just like okay, but that's just like what he looks like all the time now. Like, yeah. come on, bring us back to Neo. But mm-hmm. I'll survive, you know. Um, I don't know. It's it's really intriguing. Yeah, it's really intriguing about like. There's so many questions of where is this going to be in the timeline? Yep. You know, like, is this after the war? Is this another? Because there was a whole thing in the sequels where it's like, oh, yeah, this happens again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Like, we just destroy humanity and then we reboot the Matrix and then we destroy humanity and then we reboot the Matrix. So, like, is this mm-hmm. a whole nother generation of that? Love me some Neil Patrick Harris in there. Um, Love it. Kind of out I, of left field. I was like, what? Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I'm going to laugh so hard. He reminds me. It's like as I talk, I'm remembering more about, like, the the second one. But. He reminds me, you know, remember the French guy in the second one? Yeah. They like go, I don't, I don't know what the plot was, but like they go and they talk to this French guy to like get something. I don't know. He reminds me of that kind of smaller character where it's like, okay, well, I'm part of the Matrix. I've been part of the Matrix for like a long time. <laughs> right. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever you say, Neo. 100%. <laughs> and then he gets his like, ask it. I would love, I want a Neil Patrick Harris fight scene. Oh. That's just occurred to me, but now it's like the thing I want more than anything out of this movie. And he would do it. He, I feel like he'd be so good too. He's he'd like be doing it. And he's so good because he's a dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. like, oh, oh, he'd be. And and since the choreography in the Matrix is so much like, yeah, it's very. It's I don't know. It's not like the John Wick like dirty down and, down dirty. and dirty. Yeah, fighting on the ground. It's like very like kung fu clean. Yeah. It's very you've yeah, downloaded video how to do all of this stuff yeah. so you know how to do it perfectly kind of thing. Um, oh man, if I see oh. But I am excited yeah. to see like a younger generation in there. I I do you think there's more of these coming? Do you like think if Matrix this does, films? Yeah, if this does really well, do you think they'll we'll get another or a series perhaps? Ooh, a series may maybe i don't think that either of the wachowskis want to do it anymore i think that yeah. this was it i think lana wanted to do this and lily didn't want to do it and i think yeah. that lily's um, right i know i know that's very true she was like yeah, i'm good i don't yeah need to revisit this and lana was convinced so yeah so i mean i think that if there's more story to tell they could yeah. do it but i don't think that this movie means that there's going to be more necessarily. This just yeah. could be like an the like a kind of a like an homage to the rest of the. Well, the thing I, I I kind of think that we might get into is a lot like Star Wars, mm. a lot like Star Wars where there's the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. you know, and then that is done, and now there's all this room for all of this other like peripheral kind of stuff like near that storyline, but not that storyline. Like, give mm-hmm. me like a Zion film. Sure. You know, or um, that's that's the name of the last city, right? Yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, uh, there's so many little things of just like, you know, a Rogue One or a Solo-esque kind of peripheral kind of series in here. Um, yeah. Like they did with the um, the Animatrix. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day. Like mm-hmm. that was excellent. And it was like it kind of tied into the storyline of the rest of it. But, you know, own its own characters and 
I love that shit. Absolutely. I mean, do you think that there's enough public interest still? I mean, I think that, yeah, people like me and you and, you know, anyone a little bit older than me is it, the matrix was just something that was around, but do you think it still has the same punch as it? Like star Wars is culturally something that is just never going to go away. Whereas I think the matrix is a little bit more specific because I know tons of people who just don't like the matrix or never saw it type of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas star Wars is like, Oh yeah, star Wars, you know, we all get it. Um, I think, Do you think there's enough there for that? I think there is. I think there is because I think The Matrix is more intrinsically tied into pop culture than a lot of people mm. realize. Mm-hmm. You know, you get things like I am or, you know, the one or. Um, sure. We're living in a computer simulation or I know Kung Fu or like there's like. Red pilling and blue pilling. Yeah. True. Red pill, blue pill. The, like the whole style that it kicked like clothing style that it, I don't want to say kicked off, but like embraced and (laughs) uh, you know launched um so i I think i think this movie is going to do really well i I think it's it's was big enough at the time for people to like come back to it Mm -hmm. um and if it does really well i think it'll be prime for ip expansion sad face well hey if it's done really well i've got no issues if the if if Lana wants to come back and at least executive produce something or I mean hell directing would be great but I think that they're not yeah. really you know they do a lot of other stuff. Um, I mean this IP in like an upcoming director's hands would actually be really cool. Yeah, someone because the Wachowskis have like a very very unique style. Yeah, but I think the Matrix in itself lends itself to a lot of different style. So totally, yeah. Wait, who's a director that you would you'd see doing a Matrix movie? Ooh, Christopher um, Nolan. No. <laughs> if someone else writes it. <laughs> um 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 um. Hold on, what's his name? Uh, Josh Trank. Josh Trank okay. would be so good. I feel okay. Like. Yeah, I'm game for that. Like in that down. Uh, I don't know why that's literally the first thing I was like in that like down and gritty kind of, you know, whether it's out in the world or in the matrix kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I'd also love to see this do like a Cloverfield kind of thing where it's like there a few movies just come out that just happen to end up being like part of matrix movies. Yeah. That they're not, you know? they have nothing. They don't ever say like, Oh, this yeah, is it's part just, of that same it's thing. It's just called like, you know, I don't know. I don't have a good, could matrix. be anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I, would be yeah a-, a title that comes out that doesn't in any way lean itself to the matrix um yeah but i would be okay with that too honestly that'd be cool yeah, yeah i'd be down all right all right last but not least last but not least it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't talk about Marvel <laughs> a little bit i know we have to do it guys <laughs> we're trying to tone it down guys i swear like but, actively trying like actively trying but then <laughs> Literally, as soon as we sit down, here comes the Hawkeye trailer. They fucking drop a trailer on us for a movie. For like the last big Avengers. HBO like, Plus series. Yeah. Or HBO Plus. Disney Plus series of 2021. Yeah. I am so excited for this movie. I am also so excited for movie. this movie. Series. Or series. series, I should say. Yeah. And, well, why are you so excited, first of all? I think... A, it looks like they're going to let Jeremy Renner play with it a little bit, which yes. it's weird because I think of like the Hawkeye character from the comics and I'm like, oh, I don't know if Jeremy Renner is really like embracing that as much. But then I like think back and I'm like, no, like he does have like those like I think Age of Ultron was his peak for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where he's just like, you know, he's been shot and he's like getting stitched up or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to live forever. It's like that's very like. Hawkeye and I feel like we're going to get a lot of that in this which I'm super psyched for um and it, I didn't know it was a Christmas series me neither I'm so neither. jacked for it yeah like it made so it came out today and it made Die Hard trend on Twitter because it's yeah. very much like a John McClane Die Hard-esque kind of vibe yes. coming from it um, yes <laughs> so why are you excited for it or are you excited for it? 
Oh, same stuff. I mean, honestly, it was because that for for me, Hawkeye was one of the characters in the Marvel series that I never was really 100% on. I mm-hmm. think that he, in the movies, the MCU, yeah. just because I don't think he had enough to do. Same with Black He's Widow. very peripheral, yeah. Yeah, and I think that both of those characters have a lot to offer. I, I yeah. still need to see Black Widow, so that's on me. But, but yeah, I think this gives him more to chew on in terms of everything. And I think the tone is great. I think it matches what this is supposed to be. It's not going to be this, like Black Widow and even Falcon and Soldier, it's like they were trying to be what that was, like that mm-hmm. generation of Marvel was. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like no. something different. It feels like it's going to be, yeah, like more like what you said, like a diehard type of a situation, um, not in terms of like what the plot is or anything like that, yeah. but just- well, or maybe. It could be, yeah, just literally <laughs> diehard. But yeah, I'm just very interested in seeing what Renner can do with his own series here. Yeah. And because I love him as a performer and as an actor and actually, and honestly, a as a look, singer. Yeah. yeah. He's a great singer. <laughs> and he's a good, got uh, good comedic timing. Too. He does. And Haley Steinfeld is good too. Like, yeah, she's great. You know? The other thing that I want to like touch on that I'm really I was really, really excited to see was kind of the first thing I was like, yes, is he's got a hearing aid. Yeah. That's like a huge thing. Like, cause in the comics, like Hawkeye has like a severe hearing problem and it's just kind of been glossed over in the MCU and like there's been a lot of like like disability advocates that are like, well, why are you just like, you know, covering yeah, just, up that kind of fact? And it, yeah. like, here it is. He's still Hawkeye, but like, yeah, he's, he's kind of deaf. Right. Which I think is like dope. Like hell, hell yeah for representation. Absolutely. And do you think, I mean, yeah, that's very interesting. I wonder if that, so are we, we're going to see like, does he just get it in this? I'll need to watch this trailer again, but does he like, do we see I don't know, him he's just wearing it, it through most of it. Yeah, so that's I what know, I saw. Like he's yeah, it, it may just be one of those like I don't know if we'll necessarily see him like you know, I like if an explosion will go off next to his head and then he'll be like, uh, and, you know, have a ringing in his ear. I don't know if they'll be that out loud. It would be cool if they were just like, Yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, well, when I say that, I'm like, I I feel like you kinda have to motivate it from something. Well um, as much as yeah. I would love for it to just be like there's going to be all the Marvel fanboys that go, but no, he heard fine in this scene in age of Ultron. Yeah. But now he, um, <laughs> but now he can't hear all of a sudden. Yeah. Which they should have just, again, come on guys, just give him a hearing aid to begin with. It yeah. wouldn't be I mean, that situation. could be like the opening scene, you know, of it's the true. Whole series. It's very true. And this is going to be probably what another eight run, eight episode I run would, or something, I something like that. Bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would only make sense. I mean, and honestly, I completely forgot about this show. Like this was didn't even like when you sent this to me, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, this is coming. I, I thought we were kind of done with all of this. Eight or, episodes. Honestly. Yeah. Eight episodes. Um, gotcha. Third billing on IMDb is Florence Pugh. Ooh. A la from Black Widow. From Black Widow. Vera Farmiga's in this too? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love her. Um, interesting. Which, like, okay. I won't say anything more, but like, go watch Black Widow. Yeah, I definitely need to watch Black. Is that is that back? Do we do we do we figure Ooh, that I out if that was back on? Oh yeah, because that was the. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, Mortal Kombat has returned to HBO Max. Yes, after only a few months. Yeah. So. So that because we were talking about I think last week about like yeah. how oh well when are these windows gonna. Where do they go? go? Apparently, they He's come back, back <laughs> after only a couple months. So if you didn't see it on the first run, it's okay. Which is weird because HBO didn't even charge anything. We're getting off topic, but HBO didn't <laughs> charge anything for those films. So I'm like, yeah. why even pull it to begin with? Yeah. Disney, I'm like, sure, give it some exclusivity. HBO, I'm like, just fucking leave it there, guys. It's gonna live there anyway. But Black anyhow. Widow is still on Disney Plus. Uh, for but 30 he's bucks? still under Premiere Access? I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'll wait. Hmm. Interesting. I'll go see Shang-Chi again, but I'm yeah. not going to watch Black Widow. <laughs> I still haven't seen Shang-Chi. I got to go this week. Sometime. Worth it. I know, Worth I know, it. I know. All right. So I guess we can't say um, theater or streaming for Hawkeye, but theater or streaming for Matrix? 
oh my fucking god it's yeah theater. yeah okay I, i've been embarrassed <laughs> oh, good to even lord ask, but, yeah it's a theater yeah um, is that even gonna be like a simultaneous type of deal or <laughs> no i doubt it well it's it is warner brothers yeah so but i don't know yeah because again they've said they're 2022 slate and i think it was one of the ones that was slated for a simultaneous it's true uh, mm. interesting Ooh, we'll weird. That, that's a weird taste in my mouth. I'm like, no, that movie's way too big. Way too big. To, but for my screen. Yeah. I know. That that's one that I'm like, even if I saw it on HBO, like it pops up on new releases, I I would have to go see it in theaters. It's like a opening no. night type of thing. <sighs> so fun stuff coming up, guys. Yeah, Lots and of interesting all in the next shit. three months. I know. Yeah. There's Whether so or not- many movies coming out in the next four months. It's I know o- Oscar season is going to be outrageous. Out of control. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so crazy. I feel um, like we'll have to do when the nominations come out, we'll have to do a special episode of pixel splitters to be like, here we go. Cause there's going to be all kinds of stuff that like got pushed. And now they're like, well, now we're going to do this this year, you know, but are we going to yep. do a campaign for this? Or are we going to not do a campaign? It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a mess and it's going to be awesome. And we're definitely going to cover all of that. Yes. I'm going to watch a ton of movies. Yeah. All right, yeah, guys. Let's bring it back. It's gonna do it, Josh. You got a you got a recommendation for this? <laughs> this I do. Week? I do have a recommendation for this week. Um, is a film that is recent, and I'm very embarrassed that I hadn't seen it up until this weekend. Yet another movie I watched this weekend. Uh, that is Minari, which came out or Minari. I don't know. It's Min- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, came out in 2020. Um. Directed by Lee Isaac Chung, starring Steve Young, Alan Kim, Ya Jung Yoon, like the whole mess of different people. Uh, it is an incredible movie. If you haven't seen it, it's not one that you should watch if you don't like emotional films. It's very heavy, but it also deals with a lot of uh, a lot of issues dealing with the American dream, especially from like an immigrant family and second generation immigrants and like first generation immigrants and people who have just you know who've stayed where they were and it's just it's just all of this incredible stuff and trying to deal with being in america in the 1980s as a south korean family it's just very very interesting uh and beautiful and every single performance is outstanding the children are i can't i can't believe i'm so glad alan kim was uh nominated for best supporting because he was incredible in that movie and i think he's like seven or something yeah um so yeah definitely check minari out if you haven't seen it it's streaming on prime you have to rent it but do it it's four bucks worth it. it's such a good movie worth it um again if you're emotional and don't like that type of stuff don't watch it because you'll definitely cry a lot as i did but it is what it is fantastic film um yeah what, what about you willis what do you got this week so mine's a little bit different um, nice. mine this week is a, a TV show, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it okay. is called what we do in the shadows. Nice. <laughs> uh, it is a TV series based on a movie. Uh, <laughs> the movie stars <laughs> Tega Watiti and Jermaine Clement Clement from flight of the Concords. Uh, and they are executive producers on the FX show. I personally think the FX show is way funnier. I know a lot of people think that the the movie is way funnier. I honestly think it completely depends on which one you watch first because yeah. it's very much a similar kind of humor, but it's different characters. So, um, but it's absolutely hilarious. It's about um, three vampires who live on Staten Island, uh, just trying to live their lives and, you know, make it in this world that we, uh, we live in, I guess, technically four <laughs> vampires. Uh, Colin Robinson is also there, but um, absolutely worth a watch. It's streaming all. It just started its third season a couple weeks ago. Um, all seasons are streaming on Hulu. Uh, mm. Worth the watch. The movie is. I think you had to have to buy it on Amazon. Uh, you can rent it on Amazon. I don't think it's actively streaming anywhere. But oh, okay. Um, absolutely hilarious. Matt Berry, who we talked about, I think last week, mm-hmm. uh, is in it as one of the. It's amazing, um, hilarious. <laughs> the few shows that I've laughed harder at. Hell yes. So, uh, awesome. Yeah, and that'll bring us back. That'll bring us home. 
It will. Yes. All right, man. So where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Instagram at Josh J. Fuller or on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelled with no E. And uh, where can people find you, Willis? I feel like that was a good, I like definitely completely forgot about this part of the, the podcast and was ready to just close it out. But Oh, me too. I was like, okay, I think we you. saved it. <laughs> Um, until we spent, you know, 30 seconds talking about it. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Willis film. This at Willis film, uh, said that weird, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I've actually started tweeting a little bit more cause I've set up like a, a trigger in my mind of like, oh yeah. Like when I have that random ass thought, like that's something you should tweet. So I'm nice. getting a little, I'm getting a little better at it. Get he back says into having the tweeted like media. twice in the past, like week and a half, but Hey, you know, Hey. You got to start that, somewhere. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, did I say, I said my handle yeah, at Willis film. Uh, yes. And then you can find the podcast uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Yes, we are on Facebook. Yes, we uh, are. God, we got to get out sort of this episode. Of. We're I sort know, of on Facebook. <laughs> uh, uh, the Instagram is at pixel splitters. Uh, our Twitter is at pixel split pod. Um, and our Facebook is, I think, pixel splitters. Um, yeah, if you just type in Pixel Splitters on Facebook, you should find us. I think. It'll it'll pop up. Yeah, um, you know our icon by now. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you Facebook, if you do a Facebook message on our thing there, I'm sure Facebook will tell us somehow. Um, maybe, and if not, maybe. I feel like I get so many notifications from, like, hey, you haven't looked at the Pixel Splitters page in a while, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, <laughs> Well, it is what it is, guys. Follow yes. us on something. We're literally everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. Subscribe, stars, reviews. Reviews. That whole thing. It all helps. Like us. Good God. You know. We got to end this podcast. We do. <laughs> we were doing so good and then it all went to hell. I know. We just had a lot to talk about, you know. It's it true. just does something to you. But, all right, uh, Josh. Hey, listeners. Go see a movie. Yes. It's, gonna, it's a great time to go see a movie. Tons of shit to watch. Yes. And I will... Uh, next week Josh absolutely and thank you everyone for listening yeah pixel splitters <laughs>